God is up to something, guys. But first and foremost, let me just slow myself down. I don't want to get ahead of him. I want to first pray and just give thanks that you've had a wonderful week thus far and that you're ready and you're excited with great expectation to run on a little bit longer just to see what the end is going to be because I just believe and I know that God has great things in store for his people. Amen? Amen. So before we dive in into this week's message, let's just take a minute to reflect and recap on last week's episode, The Gift of Rejection, where together we sat and we talked and with the help and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he helped us unwrap that gift, that gift called rejection. And boy, did it expose a very, very powerful truth in helping us understand that sometimes God's vehicle of choice that he will use to correct us and sometimes reposition and you know redirect us to get us back into alignment in agreement with his word, to get us back on track. You know, or sometimes even to rescue us. And yes, to save us from ourselves, he will use that gift of rejection. You know, sometimes, you know, through poor choices, the lack of discernment, we can create circumstances and situations that cause us to, you know, put ourselves in pitfalls. And God is such a loving God and a faithful father, a kind and gentleman that he won't leave us in that condition. He, he will come and he will reach down and he will save us from ourselves. We're holy and we love him and we read and we study his word. However, comma, on some days, some days, instead of us being holy, we hood. On some days, when he's calling us to righteousness, that ratchetness comes out. But he loves us so much, so much. Sometimes he would use that gift of rejection or that no or that not yet or that closed door to get us where he needs us to be. Amen. Amen. Another very powerful key takeaway from last week's message was the revelation in him leading us into the understanding that our lives is bigger than our own. And we hear that and we say that a lot, but sometimes, you know, we can hear a thing without understanding a thing, like fully, fully understanding the truth and the power behind the words and the things in which have been spoken. So he helped us to understand that we should never become so consumed with our deliverance, trying to rush through things to get to the other side, that it caused us to forfeit our development because it's bigger than us. Everybody... It's not going to go to church or join a church. Everybody is not going to independently open their word and study their word. Some people won't pray because they feel as though I don't know how to pray. But trust and believe someone's always watching. And someone is always, always willing to study your life. Always. So with that being said, we need to understand, and the Holy Spirit helped us on last week with the truth and realizing that someone else's aid to deliverance will always be attached and dependent on our development. 
So it's critical that when we're in our season of testing and our season of trials, our seasons of being crushed and pressure, that we be good students to make sure that God is able to produce the fruit that he desires to be used and to come from, to be birthed from that, that, that storm. However it may show up. Because it's attached to somebody else's development. Amen? Amen. So the more I thought about last week's message, the more I prayed, the more I just sat in silence to try to hear the voice of God, to see the direction that he was leading me in preparation for this episode. He had me reflect upon my own life, the many ups and downs, not just the highs, but also the lows, and there were many lows. He had me to reflect, and as I was reflecting, in my spirit, I kept hearing and seeing John 16, a very, very, very powerful chapter. I encourage you in your own personal time to sit with that that chapter, to study it, to meditate on it, to seek God for clarity and revelation. And I just touch and agree and I pray that as you do, he will meet you right where you are. That you will receive the guidance, the counsel, the insight, the revelation, or the direction that you may need. But for the sake of today's message, he led me to verse 33. And he says to us, have I not told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Powerful, powerful. And that encourages me so much because it just helps me understand That it does not matter what life brings. It does not matter when or how Satan tried to rear his nasty head or what suggestions he tried to make or who he tries to use or who he sends or what life throws at you. God says, I have warned you of these things so that you may have peace in me, not in ourselves, Not in our strength, not in our resources, not in our ability, not in others. He said, but my peace, take heart in my peace because I have overcome the world. Oh, that just gives, it just gives me chills. It gives me chills. So it leads us into today's topic for episode three, the power of a healed life. The power of a healed life. It's time to rename that thing, guys. So the three foundational pillars that we're going to be building upon in support of this episode 
And that is so important because we have got to learn how to build and structure our lives off of biblical principles. Something that's firm and steady, consistent, never changing. We cannot build and structure our lives based off of emotions and and feelings or trends or opinions, whether it be of our own or others. We have got to learn to rightly see life and all that come with it through the eyes of Christ. Amen. So those three pillars that we're going to be referencing on today is going to be first, reflection. Reflection is so important because everything that you do in this life will always start from one reference point and that will be you. You and your ability to choose, the free will to choose. So with that comes self-awareness. Self-awareness. Which means the consciousness of knowledge of one's own character, own feelings, own motives, being in touch with your why and your desires. When is the last time you've checked in with you? Do you know where you are mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Do you know? Because it drives everything. It can cause us to have clear vision or blurred vision. It could cause us to rightly judge or misjudge. Reflection through self-awareness. Also, revelation. Why is that important? This is what I've learned. Anything that you have experienced, anything that you've been exposed to, any anything that you've been taught, until you have complete understanding, revelation of that thing, there's no ownership not even of yourself, until you have a full understanding of who you are. What makes you you? What sets you apart? Whose you are? Until you fully grasp the revelation of that truth, you can never fully have ownership so revealed truth will always lead to revealed purpose it helps you understand the purpose in which you were created the purpose in which why you're still here the purpose of you know situations and things and experiences that can only come through revelation 
that leads us to the third pillar, transformation. Once you've reflected, once you've become aware of yourself, once you've obtained, have taken ownership of revealed truth and understand clearly the purpose for yourself and all of what has transpired up into that particular moment or present moment, there's a call to action. At that point, change must occur. It's absolutely necessary. It can no longer remain the same. It can no longer remain in the same condition or form or state that it was in. It's a call to action and a challenge to grow. So just keep that in the forefront of your mind as we continue to move forward and we're led by the Holy Spirit and how he chooses to unpack um, today's message. But before I go any further, I want to stand on my confession in Psalms 19 and 14. And I just go before the throne of grace and I just ask, ask you, Lord, you know, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Let it all be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For Lord, you and you alone are my rock and my redeemer. May these words touch, heal, and deliver, reassure, comfort, and lead. But more importantly, Lord God, let them confirm, confirm the things in which you have spoken to those that have been called to meet you on today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift her up. I lift our growing community. I lift this platform and I give it back to you. I understand my position and my place. This is only my assignment. These are your people. This is your moment. I ask that you would stand in my body, Lord. I ask that you would think with my mind. I ask that you would speak with my tongue, through my heart, Lord God, as you see fit. I ask that you will have your own way as I decrease in me that you may increase. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you have total control. Use any part of my story, Lord God, that it may bring you glory. For I am truly humbled and grateful for the opportunity to share what you will have me to speak to the hearing of your people as we continue to journey on. Amen. Amen. See, some blessings, many blessings, will be tied to a burden. Pick up your cross and follow me, he says. Many want the crown, but very few want to pick up the cross. And to everything that God does, there's a purpose and it's intentional. It's strategic. There's an order. So truth 
helps us understand there can be no crown without picking up your cross. The cross will always precede the crown. Always. Always. Pick up your cross and follow me, he says. See, if you walk away from the burden, you will always forfeit the blessing. If you rush through your deliverance, you will always prematurely birth your development. Growth will be stunted. If you don't grow to a point where you grow in strength, not in your own strength, but in the strength of him to stand up to pain. What do I mean? Address it. Grow strong to the point to where you no longer live in denial. You no longer sweep it under the rug. You no longer wake up and put a a fake smile on your face, but you address it. You deal with it. You process it. You sit with it. You study it. You learn from it. For if you don't, what you will end up doing is forfeiting the power of its wisdom. See, let me help you understand something. Breakthrough. We shout about it. We pray about it. But breakthrough will always, always be on the other end of burnout. You have got to press, press towards the mark of the higher call. And you can only achieve it if you faint not. If you faint not. It will always require a level of work on our end. It's a good trade. It's a good trade. But it's going to cost you something. So if you keep talking to yourself as if you are still a victim, then what you're doing is handing over your victory. It's time to rename it. It's time. Today's the day. It's time to redefine how you feel about the thing that has hurt you. It's time to analyze how you see the thing that hurt you. It's time to challenge what you tell yourself about who and or what has hurt you. Today's the day. It's time to ask the hard questions. Why did it hurt? Why did that person have to do it? Because see, sometimes it's not about the what that happened as much as it is the who that did it. 
God, what are you trying to show me about me? How did it change me? Today's the day. You see, the path to a renewed spirit, a transformed mind, and a healed life will always begin with reflection, self-awareness. Before you can see you being healed, your life being healed, and the power of that healed life, that healing will first begin in you. What puts you on that path that leads you to that point to be able to walk forward in truth? Not living your life according or based upon the facts. Because whatever that thing that hurt you or whoever that person was that hurt you or whatever caused you to be stuck or or anger or or cause the bitterness. It happened. Those are facts. Those are details. But God wants you to get to the bottom of truth. Reflection and self-awareness will always spill over into revelation and perspective. God wants to lead us into a place and a posture to see these things as he sees these things because it's purpose there. It's purpose there. He wants us to be able to rightly see these experiences through the test and trials. However, however, they show up through his eyes. Not our understanding. He said, my ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts are your thoughts. They are higher. The only way we get to truth is by seeking him. And in the end, on this path, it will always end with responsibility and accountability. Oh, I know I'm cursing now. I know I'm cursing. Responsibility and accountability. Because it's easy, it's easy to point the finger and place blame. I have been there. I am guilty. And God, I thank you for revealed truth. I thank him for applied knowledge that has led me and caused me to walk in wisdom. I thank him. Because at the end, it's about how we respond to the things that have happened to us. I have control over me. You have control 
over you. At the end, we're going to have to give an account for ourselves. Not for those that have caused this pain. Not for those that have caused us to stumble. Not for those that have, you know, caused us hurt. God, he's going to say, I want to talk to you about you. So we're going to start early in preparation for that conversation because we all have an appointment. And that healing will not, it cannot, will not manifest itself in your life until it first happens within you. So these three pillars, they're they're critical. They're critical. They help align us and bring us into agreement with what God is choosing to do, needing to do now in our lives. Now. He says, I desire to do a new thing, a new thing, and it springs forth now. Do you not perceive it? There's that word again. Perceive. Perception. So how we see everything in life matters. And we need to be growing to a place and a point, a posture and attitude and position that we're seeking to see everything about life and all that it holds and all that it brings through the eyes of Christ. Not the eyes of our own understanding. Because it has absolutely nothing to do with feelings, or opinions but everything to do with obedience everything are we being faithful and consistent in the now or are we focused on the next because we're busy we're busy trying to rush through we're busy we're exerting a lot of time and a lot of energy but we're not being productive we're not moving forward we shouting all over the church but we're not being delivered we're not being healed we're not being set free God said I desire you to be free and not just free Free indeed. God doesn't want us to question, but rather trust. Trust Him with our next. We need only be good stewards of our now. God, what are you doing now? What are you saying to me now? What is it you're trying to show me now? What is it you're trying to reveal to me now? Now, we've already understood and reviewed that he is such a gentleman that he warns us there will be trouble of many kinds in this world, but, but 
Have I not told you these things? Have peace in me. I have overcome the world. That's comfort. That's peace in him. Not peace as this world give. Not your peace that you can conjure up. But his peace. The kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. All understanding. And therefore we know, we realize, we recognize that no matter what today may look like, no matter what we had to walk through yesterday or yesteryears, not, nothing shall be wasted. There's a divine purpose in it all. God is intentional. He is strategic. He is detailed. He don't miss anything. He accounts for everything. Everything. So perhaps, just maybe, just maybe, we're missing. We're missing. We're delaying. His next. Because we just, we haven't been fully been able to obtain the virtue from what was. And that's critical for what he's trying to do next. Because that's going to prepare you for where he's taking you next. So have you fully obtained the virtue from what was? Or perhaps, perhaps, we're not rightly seeing the now. Well, God, you spoke this, and Lord, you showed me that. And God, you gave me a dream about this, but I'm here. And how this, and how that. Are you rightly seeing the now? Trust in God with your next because he knows the way that you to take you are to take he knows that path he knows the next step he's counted them all do you think he not know where you currently are today do you See, we can hide things from other people. We can even go through life and, you know, deceive ourselves. But we can never deceive God. He's calling your name right now. Right now. In the cool of the day. Where are you? He's asking you that question to see if you are self-aware. He's asking you that question to bring forth revelation. No more fig leaves. I created you to be naked and not ashamed. He's asking you that question because it's time, it's a call to action. It's time to change. 
a renewed and a refreshed spirit and mind, a healed life is what awaits you. That's what awaits you. Everything has divine purpose. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that divorce was meant to teach you the importance of being equally yoked. Maybe you got ahead of God. Maybe you didn't even seek him. Maybe you thought you knew what was right and what was best for you. See, many are the plans of man's, many are the plans in a man's heart. But it's the purpose of the Lord that prevails them all. Can I tell you something? Absolutely nothing, nothing can ever grow in comfort. There will always be disruption. But may I encourage you, in the midst of all the chaos and the disruption, you will always be in a controlled environment. If you seek him, he will always give you a plan. He will always give you a strategy. He will always give you a course of action. He will help you understand the purpose and therefore will give you the plans of what to do next, the next steps to take. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. So maybe, just maybe, that betrayal was to increase your discernment. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. So you see, here's what I've learned. This is, this is what I'm learning as I journey through life. Teachers just don't show up in human form. Oh no, oh no. Sometimes they show up as trials and test and tribulation named abuse and disappointment and setbacks and rejection and pain and brokenness failures mistakes lack and even ruin but sometimes Sometimes the path to true transformation begins at the point of ruin. So then the question is are we being good students? When these teachers show up in many forms, are we listening? Are we paying attention? Are we studying it? Are we self-reflecting? 
And are we seeking revealed truth in preparation for test day? Because it's coming. It's coming. So here's the deal. Until you realize that the teacher has shown up to teach you very valuable life lessons that are for your good, for your good, for your development, for your maturity, and for your wholeness and strength, and for your wisdom. And until you realize they don't always show up in the good times. And a blessing doesn't always necessarily mean when things go well or don't challenge you or causes you to have to stretch or causes you to have to grow, you know, and increase in, 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 in capacity or cause you to have to humble yourself Because all of those situations are still producing blessings. And until we realize this and until we embrace this, we'll always find ourselves struggling with overcoming the event. The one event that we keep reliving every day, that we've relived every day, for the last three, four, five, six 17, 20, 30 years. Some people take it to their graves. They never heal. They never become whole. They became stuck continuously throughout life. They, they kept making poor decisions and, you know, poor judgments. They got to a point to where they settled and became okay with being numb merely existing but never fully living when God did not come he did not come he was not crucified the death the burial and the resurrection did not occur for us to be left with that. It occurred for us to have life more abundantly. More abundantly. So the thing I hear the Lord saying, he wants you to meditate upon throughout the rest of this week from the point in which you are led to today's message is to ask yourself what is the story you've been telling yourself? What is the name that you have given it? Because he wants you to understand that's where you've placed your power. So today I am encouraging you to take back your power. It is time to study. 
It is time to open the book and turn the pages of your life to discover the truth that's been hidden behind in disguise, in between and underneath the story you've been telling yourself. It is time for you to find purpose. Find purpose. In the thing in which you have named, however you have named it, that has caused you to be stuck or caused you to be angry or caused you to be resentful or caused you to be bitter. Today's the day to seek God for the purpose in which he is desiring to use that thing. Because nothing we go through in this life, absolutely nothing shall be wasted. God said, I shall use it all. We don't get to choose the experience. We don't get to choose the person. We don't get to choose the vehicle. He says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. He has a plan. And I've come to know God's plan for my life is far more better than anything I can even begin to comprehend in comparison to the plan I have for my life. It's time to rename that thing. It's time. And today's the day. My divorce was a lesson in love, unconditional love, sacrificial love, redemptive love, the love of Christ that put me on the path to finding me. That abuse helped me to find my voice. That betrayal taught me to try the spirit by the spirit. That rejection, it taught me that there's value, value in all people. That pain, oh that pain, it led me into my purpose. That pressure that I prayed three times, God, please pass this bitter cup from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient. It taught me how to pray. That deception, it taught me how to hear and discern the voice of God. That manipulation, it taught me how to trust my intuition. It built confidence within me. That setback, oh, it taught me the importance of preparation. Oh, and that loneliness, that loneliness. It taught me that isolation will always, always precede elevation. And every mistake Every mistake has taught me the power and the necessity 
for forgiveness, grace, and mercy. On today, the Holy Spirit desires to lead you into all truth. So when Satan comes, and as he has revealed himself in years past, when life come knocking, when life come and knocks you off your feet, when life comes and literally try to knock the wind out of you, when you come to, when you come to yourself, what will you remember? See, it doesn't matter the circumstances, even when or if they change, because he hasn't changed. He's the same God today, tomorrow, and forevermore. He never changes. On today, I hear the Lord calling you to remembrance. Did I not tell you? Fear not. Be strong and courageous. For I am the Lord your God, and I am with you. He is with you. You have got to know this. He's always been with you. Today's the day. Today's the day to rename that thing. I hear the Lord saying on today, show me where you laid it down. Show me. Take me back to the place where you stopped believing. Take me back to the place where that seed of hurt was planted. Discouragement and pain. Take me back. Show me where you laid it down. That regret, that shame, that feeling of unworthiness. Show me. Take me back to the place that has caused you to be stuck all these years. All these years. You're still mad about things that God hasn't changed or mended or healed. But I hear the Lord saying, I cannot heal what you keep hiding. Today's the day. Oh God, today's the day. Today. Today is the day. Roll away the stone. Today's the day that you change the name, that you change the story, that you change how you see it, when you change how you feel about it, today's the day. You will no longer be stuck or angry or resentful or bitter. Today's the day. I hear the Lord saying, why, why do you still mourn over what I have rejected? over what I said no to, over the door that I closed, 
over my not yet. Why do you still mourn? He's not changing his mind. He's trying to use it all. And it will be for your good. Fill your horns with oil. Arise and go. Today's the day. Today's the day that you recover all. Your peace, your joy, your strength, your power. Today's the day. Today's the day that you change the game and your life, I declare and decree it, shall never in the mighty matchless name of Jesus, it shall never be the same. Today's the day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, today's the day, Lord. And I just want to pray the prayer of Jabez into the hearing of your people. Today, we'll reopen our hearts to the world. No matter the hurts of yesterday, we'll be ourselves and believe in ourselves. We will declare and decree we are not what we own and we are not defined or limited by our surroundings. Today, today we'll find joy in the accomplishments of others for envy will only keep us in their shadows. We'll forgive, Lord God. We'll forgive those things done to us in ignorance or anger. And we shall magnify our own inner strength by promising never to inflict such pain on others. Today, today's the day. We'll give up our hatred and desire for revenge. For these above all else are the thieves of our power. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will bless them indeed, Lord God, and enlarge their territory, Lord God. Let your hand be with them. Let your hand establish them. Let your hand comfort and cover them, Lord God. Let your hand keep them, Lord God, from all harm in the the mighty name of Jesus, so that they will all be free. Hallelujah. They will all be free indeed, Lord God, not in the absence of pain, but in spite of pain, Lord God. Let them declare and decree that today, today, Lord God, today is the day that changes everything. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to declare decree and affirm over every listener that you are whole, that you are healthy, that you are powerful, that you are focused, that you are a queen, that you are a king, that you are extraordinary, that you are purpose, that you are an answer that you are healed, you are equipped, and you are ready today to stop claiming shame, regret, 
and resentment and bitterness and anger. But today you change the game because I declare and decree that Jesus, God is calling and he's changing your name. I declare and decree that you are the evidence. You are the evidence. You are the evidence of a powerfully healed life. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray these things, Lord God. We lay these things at your feet. I pray that your word on today, it touch, it heal, it deliver, it penetrates the hearts, the minds, the spirits, the souls of all that would meet you in this message, Lord God. And I pray that you would be lifted up and glorified, Lord God. That you would have your own way as we call it done and receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that you've been encouraged and inspired by today's message. And I thank you so much for taking the time to join us in faith and on purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.